you pray with us. I'd like to, uh, once again, if you'd pardon me, go back to that book of Revelation. I hate to keep bothering you, but uh, I just won't feel right until I back up. You know, sometimes you get ahead of yourself. And I want to back up to the first chapter. All right. Dealt with the second chapter and the fifth chapter, but I want to go to the first chapter and verse number three, the book of Revelation. And it reads, Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is at hand. Would you be so kind to repeat after me, please? Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is at hand. I just want to talk a few minutes about uh, watch the signs of the times. Would you repeat after me, please? Watch the signs of the time. Thank you. Yeah. The book says, be sober and watch, meaning be alert and be of a sound mind and watch. The Christian today is exhorted to be uh, vigilant. says, don't be slothful in watching. Watch the signs of these times. You are aware that uh, time is simply an interval inserted into eternity. Took me a little while to understand that. Because of my limitness and my inability to comprehend eternity. I don't have too much down here to uh, give me a replica or a good illustration of eternity. And, and and this this mind I have is limited. I have problems dealing with eternity. 
You're talking about just existing and going on and on and on and on. I have problem dealing with that. Uh, but uh, time is just an interval in those who deal with the music scores and wow. your musicians, you are aware of intervals. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But in the eons of eternity, God just put in this little interval of time. And, and I can deal with time. Because I know uh, there is a starting time. And there's an ending time. Uh, signs determine the time. See, if you have a problem understanding signs, you'll have a problem telling the time. Man has learned to compute the time by visible signs. Time determines every man's starting point and stopping point. Now, it's amazing with that eternity, eternity situation because actually I came out of an eternal state. All souls are mine. And and and, uh, but I don't know. I wasn't conscious of what what was going on there. I don't I don't know. I couldn't really understand it. But uh, and and even when I entered this time span, I didn't understand that. I don't know when I was born. Have I got a witness? But I found that man born of a woman enters this time interval at best with only a few days. And sin, in those few days, sin constantly reminds us that these few days are full of trouble. Nature, with its visible signs, consistently challenge us to watch the signs of the time. You can't live in this world without nature saying to you, it's time. To make a change. Nature tells us changes are made by plants changing their properties. Trees shedding their leaves. Fish leave the west coast of America. Travel to the southern parts of Africa. Return back and climb the ladder and lay his eggs. That let you know there's been a change. Yes. Time, time, time. Every animal in the animal kingdom displays its signs of the time. Because I wonder sometimes they have a little more sense than we have. Though even though they are animals, they are lower than what we are, yet they have a time to make. You get quiet on me here. They don't just made any time. Have yeah, got a witness? And you, 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 you can't rush them. Watch the signs of the time. 
The theme of the book of Revelation, as you are aware, is that of Jesus Christ, the revelation, the unveiling of the disclosure, and the English word is apocalypse. The expectation of an imminent cosmic cataclysm in which God will destroy the ruling power of evil and then raise up a messianic kingdom where the righteous shall live for 1,000 years. Did you hear what I said? That God is going to cause this cosmic world not just San Francisco. You don't hear me here. Not just one or two continents. But this whole cosmic world has to be dissolved. And then he will bring in his new age. The gospel, my brothers and sisters, is a historical presentation of Jesus the Christ. It's a presentation of his life's work on the earth. The gospel deals with Jesus Christ work here on the face of this earth. By the Holy Spirit through the church. But my brothers, this book of revelation of Jesus Christ is a prophecy which must soon take place. See, the gospel deals with what he has done. The gospel deals with what he did for you. The gospel deals theologically what he did substitutionary. What you could not do for yourself, he did it for you. The gospel. The gospel. The gospel. I have time to deal with that, that gospel situation here because there are many aspects of the gospel. The word soon he will deal with these prophecies is better understood by saying once these judgments start, then suddenly it will happen in rapid succession. Then that would set before us the eschological judgment that is coming upon the world. Jesus and John the Baptist, the twelve and the seventy he sent out. All of them preached the gospel of the kingdom. Have got a witness? But we preach the gospel of salvation or the gospel of grace. You see, in this church age, in this church span of time, we are preaching the gospel of grace or the gospel of salvation. And that's preached to sinners who are lost. But after I preach to sinners the gospel of salvation on Sunday morning, I cannot close the doors of greater faith until I start all over again and then preach the glorious gospel. Did you hear what I said? Salvation is for those who are lost. But uh, when I think about this world and how bad things are, when I think about how low down some people can be, 
If it wasn't for this glorious gospel, when I wake up on Sunday morning, I tell our church sometimes, I really don't feel like preaching every Sunday morning. I don't feel like coming to church every Sunday. Have I got a witness? But the first thing is that my, my preaching is not based on my feeling. Based on my calling to preach the gospel. The glorious gospel gives me hope. That sometimes while I'm preaching, pains come in my body. While I'm preaching sometimes, my ankle gets sore. While I'm preaching sometimes, my eyes begin to hurt. While I'm preaching, my blood pressure goes up. While I'm preaching, look like my stomach won't act right. And yet I got to preach through all of this. But the glorious gospel tells me that one of these days I'm going to get rid of this mortal and put on immortality. During the tribulation, the gospel of the kingdom will be preached for three and a half years. And then the second half of the tribulation, angels will preach what is called the everlasting gospel. Not the gospel of salvation. Not the gospel of the kingdom. Not the glorious gospel, but the everlasting gospel. And the everlasting gospel is that judgment is coming upon the world. Revelation 14 and 6. But my brothers, uh, then there is uh, the resurrections. Have got witness? You can't look at Revelation without looking at the resurrection. And the purpose of a resurrection is that there must Follow the resurrection with a judgment. You get quiet on me here. So you can't bury something and let it stay down there. It has to come up. And the purpose for resurrecting it is to tell what it was. You get quiet on me here. You ever, you ever, you ever lived during the 40s? During the war, we made victory gardens. Used to read my funny book. And on the back, you send for these seeds. Yeah. I'd plant the seeds. Yeah. Then I'd put the little package on a stick. Yeah. Right. Let me know what's coming up. Yeah. You get quiet up here. But uh, my, my, my friends would come at night yeah. and they'd change. <laughs> Wish I had a praying church here. They, they didn't move my packages. Have I got a witness? And they said to me, now, now you don't know what's coming up. But I, I found out where there were beats. Just wait for the resurrection. Have I got a witness? Then in, the, in, in what is called the first fruit resurrection. is the resurrection of Jesus and those who were resurrected with him. It is not the first resurrection. But the first fruit of the resurrection. Oh, you don't see what I'm talking about. But you see, if, if you have an orchard with 50,000 trees, have got a witness? You cultivate it and prune it and water it, and then nature takes its course. 
And, and those apples start growing. Yes. Have I got a witness? Yes. All of the apples doesn't get right at the same time. Have I got a witness? And the farmer goes out and he picks choice. Apples. And he puts them, you know, here, he, he takes them and he wraps them carefully in silk paper and put them in a crate. And he sends them to Lucky. Send them to Alberson. Send them to Safeway. And say to them, my harvest hasn't come in yet. But this is the first fruit. And Jesus is the first fruit. But the first resurrection will be the harvest and the gleaning. The second resurrection. That's why he said, blessed is he who takes part in the first resurrection. I don't want to take no chance on the second resurrection. I'm going in the first resurrection. The purpose of a resurrection is after it has been resurrected, there must be a judgment. The believer's sins was judged on the cross. Believers will be judged for their works at the beam of seat judgment. The tribulation is the judgment for the Jews. Judgment number four is the judgment of the nations, the sheep and goat nations. They will be judged for how they rejected Christ and the treatment of the Jews. I don't know what that fellow King Hussein was thinking about. Because uh, undoubtedly he must have studied and must have scrutinized the study of the history of his ancestors, Nebuchadnezzar. Because first thing the man got a mental problem. He thought sure he was a replica of Nebuchadnezzar. You have read my head. See, he, he read where his ancestor was the first world ruling power. But that ain't no more. That's passed and gone. But he should have not only read the history of the Babylonians, he should have read the history of Israel. And first thing, he made a mistake because what they sold him under the pretense of a scud missile was really a dud. You ain't praying with me today. Are you praying with me today? The, the, the man had a problem. Because if he had really studied Israel history, here was a people who went to war and didn't have a gun, didn't have a bow and arrow. You don't hear me. Didn't have a missile, but they had pitches, lights, and trumpets. You, 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 you talk about psychological warfare. You know, nerve gas. You don't have to shoot him, he just goes crazy. Israel is a, is a history that they went to war one day. Have I got a witness? And God said, when you get ready to go down in the valley, just take your picking axe. 
And they just start digging. Digging ditches. Have I got a witness? When they finish, you said, now take some water and fill them up. And then go back to your camp. And I will send a psychological nerve gas that when the sun strikes the water, he'll kill himself. God know how to take care of him. Yeah. Yeah, all my brothers. Then the last resurrection will be the great white throne. Where the wicked dead will be punished. In uh, cast into uh, the abyssal. This coming judgment was not known to John and was made known to him through signs, symbols, and words. It is believed that uh, the messenger that talked to John was the angel Gabriel. You remember it was Gabriel who was chosen to communicate God's message to the prophet Daniel. It was Gabriel who came to Mary. Gabriel who came to Zechariah. That which John saw was a revelation of what God was doing for Jesus Christ. Then if I hold you too long, that first brings me to John Prologue. For John has been given a video. But in order to understand the video, you need the prologue. The prologue is to a panoramic vision of what John has seen. Are you praying? You remember that before television, whenever Longfellow would come on the stage, or Shakespeare, or whenever an opera is to be presented, Tales of Hoffman, are you with me? Or the opera Aida, somebody would come on the stage and give a prologue, an explanation of what was about to happen, or in detail give you the plot of what was going on. But in this cosmic drama, there's only one central figure. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. But John emphatically says to us in the prologue, don't ever let your eyes move off of Jesus. He is the central figure. Have you got a witness? The reason John pressed the point of watching Jesus throughout the optical lens of the Holy Spirit. Uh, there are many subordinate play actors. And I mean play actors. See, in this cosmic drama of this videotape, there are many subordinate play actors. Are you maybe here? Now, John wants to understand that different from Hollywood, yeah, it, it is not a matter of who will win the Oscar. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
or who will be given the Emmy Award. It's not a matter of who will place first in the Grammy Award. Jesus already has first place because all things are made by him and all things are made for him and he holds all things by the power of his might. Have we got a witness? There is no way for these subordinate actors to be of any competition with Jesus. They have been given the role only to act out their small part and then move off the scenic stage of action. John said these little subordinate actors will do anything even out of character to try to gain the spotlight. They all reach for the spotlight. Are you from here? Yeah, if you look closely, you see seven horses. And if you look again, you see seven horsemen. Have we got a witness? If you look again, there's another little subordinate actor called the beast out of the sea. Then there's the false prophet, the he-goat, which is the antichrist, the spirit. Then there's the image of the beast, 666. Notice how usually these little play actors will do anything to get attention. Here is a lion with eagle wings, a bear with ribs in his mouth. But don't let the leopard with his four wings of a fowl get you off. Even though he has been made attractive to get your attention. For it's not so bad to see a leopard with four wings. But when you look at the four heads, he'll get you off course. But don't look at the four heads. You better look at him that is the head. Jesus the Christ. Then there came a ram on the scene that contested the he-goat for power. The ram broke the he-goat's horn. But the he-goat survived by having four notable horns to come up in his place. They appeared the form of one of the, 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 the one of the horns. Yes, there came a little horn yes, that moved south, east, and into Palestine. Yes, the horn would have been all right if he had kept going east, yes, west, yes, and south. Yes, but when you start fooling with Israel, yes, Israel has demonstrated in the last month that and there came forth another wild beast that was more terrible than all three of the previous. For this wild beast was likened to a leopard, feet of a bear, mouth of a lion. This little horn is called Paul's man of sin, the man of perdition. The devil, better known as the Antichrist. Well, that brings me to the dialogue. For wherever, wherever there is a prologue, there ought to be a dialogue. And the dialogue here is a conversation between two or more persons. 
The dialogue is an exchange of ideas, opinions, and gaining information. Dialogue is between the angel Gabriel and the servant John. He informs John about Jesus. His dialogue is a video revealing what Jesus has done and what Jesus is doing and what he will do. The dialogue between Jesus and John is of the past. But he says now in the dialogue, John communicate to them and tell everyone he that readeth this book shall be blessed. And then he that hear them reading, he shall be blessed. But the key is your response in obedience to what you read and what you heard. John, the time is near and the time is at hand. Well, I'm trying to close here. But before I close, you ought to watch the signs of the time. The Bible gives us many signs between Jonah and the second coming of Jesus. You remember the Pharisees asked for a sign. Matthew 12, 38, 16 and 1. A sign, what they were saying to Jesus, we've seen signs. Water turn uh, to wine. We've seen signs. Blind men have their eyes open. Are you going to pray with me here? We've seen signs. The dead being raised. But what we want is a more spectacular sign. We want something that's out of the ordinary. Then Jesus' disciples asked for a sign. And their question was a threefold question. For they said, when will the end come? What shall be the sign of your coming? And how long will we have to wait? But I heard Jesus say, only those with spiritual insight will be able to read the signs of the time. So my brothers, watch the sign of the times. Acts 1 and 7. It is not for you to know the definite time period and the events that are coming. But all you got to do is watch the signs of the times. Have I got a witness? Watch the sign of past times. Hebrew 1 and 1. From the Garden of Eden to the cross. It says God spoke in sundry times to fathers and the prophets. But then you've got to watch these last days. For he has spoken by his son to whom becomes the heir of all things. God sent Christ 
And if you want to know the sign of the time, you better listen to what Jesus said. Watch the sign of the time. Romans eleven twenty five. I'll soon be finished here. This age cannot be completed until he calls out of the Gentile people a nation unto himself to make up the body of Christ. Then there's got to watch the fullness of the Gentiles. Started the day of Pentecost and will end at the rapture of the church. Watch the sign of the times. Not only the fullness of the Gentiles, but you got to watch the times of the Gentiles. Luke 21 and 24. And they which is Israel shall fall by the edge of the sword and be taken away captive. Jerusalem shall be trotted down by the Gentiles until the fullness of the Gentiles. The times of the Gentiles started when Nebuchadnezzar became a world power in 606. But because of Judah's idolatry, Judah's iniquity, they were carried away into captivity into Babylon. That's the times of the Gentiles. Yeah, watch the sign of the time of the Gentile will end seven years after the rapture of the church. Watch the sign of the times of Daniel 70 weeks. The time of the Gentile runs parallel to Daniel 70 weeks. You don't hear me? This was the start of Daniel's 70 weeks, 49 years to rebuilding of Jerusalem. You don't hear me? That's equal to seven weeks and 434 years till Messiah died on Calvary. That's 62 weeks. You don't hear me? And then Daniel came to the 69th week. You get quiet on me here. But Daniel said, as I stood at the 69th week, I saw a gap between the 69th week and the 70th week. But Daniel couldn't see what was in the gap. But I'm glad you asked me what's in the gap. I won't let you know. John said, I looked into the gap for a sign that I could tell uh, the sign of the time uh, it is a midnight call for revival uh, for centuries uh, the bridegroom have been tarrying uh, and the virgins been waiting uh, the church talking about the gap now the church has lapsed in apathy sin has eclipsed the hope of the church but now the church is emerging 
out of the eclipse, uh, out of the dark hour, uh, into a midnight hour. But I heard the bridegroom uh, is on his way back. Uh, the wise virgins uh, are trimming their lamp. Uh, sound the bell uh, at the fourth watch of the night uh, and look down in the gap, uh, in the gap. Uh, the post-millennial scoffers uh, are scoffing at the church um, and say that everything uh, is just like it's been uh, and there is no changes. Uh, where is he uh, that is coming uh, in the game? There is apostasy uh, all over the church world uh, in the gap. Uh, there are false teachers uh, in the gap. You don't hear me. There is a cults and isms, and a cult is any kind of movement where Jesus is not the center of attraction. A cult is where man polarized people around himself. The Mormons polarized around Joseph Smith. Christian signs pull around Mary Eddie Baker. Jehovah Witness pull around Charles Russell. The World Church polarized around Herbert W. Armstrong. And this new cult polarized around Iron Coker. Brother Ike on the radio. But you better watch the signs of the time. Jesus is on his way back and if I was you I'd get myself together evil doctrine is all around we're living in perilous time oh look in the gap the churches are going dead Jesus said they're lukewarm look in the gap there's a budding fig tree look in the gap there's a distress of nation U.S. and Cuba India and Turkey the PLO and Israel Iraq and Iraq is fighting every day look in the gap in the gap there's seven years of tribulation coming I'm glad today I'm looking in the gap cause I don't intend to be here after the gap passed one of these days I'm watching the signs of the time but as you watch the sign of the time you got to watch but you still got to listen watch for a sign but listen for a sound you didn't hear me I said watch for a sign but listen for a sound is the sound of the angel shall blow his trumpet time has been won't be no more we all will be chained to be caught up in the air with Jesus one of these days oh yeah it'll soon be over oh yeah I got my sign 
sign. Do you have your sign? I got my sign. If you got your sign, stand on your feet. If you know your sign, you ought to stand on your feet. If you got your sign, shake somebody's head and say, I got my sign. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Yeah.